What's up, guys? Welcome to the Simple Man Podcast with the Simple Men. Simple, simple, simple brain, simpleton. Smooth brain, simple. We got Nikki Rod, aka aka the Black Belt Slayer, aka the Demon Hunter. That was. We got Damian Anderson, aka Damian. I was gonna say that. <laughs> and we have. And we got Ethan Cronston, no aka. I'm just known as that. Ethan, one you need thing. a nickname. When it comes, it comes, but I mean, I, you know. Yeah. This is the Simple Man Podcast with the Simple Men. Yes. Yes. So, Nick, you're out of, when did, when you started Jiu-Jitsu, how big was your following? When I started Jiu-Jitsu, uh, like 30K. 30K, and now you're at what? Like two, 210, something like that. And 210-ish. How do you even build that? How do you build that? Okay, so I made a decision in 20, like 2016 to start posting every day on Instagram. It was like right after my first year of college. I saw these uh, these like average looking guys on Instagram making money, getting sponsors or whatever. And I was like... And then you're like, I'm an above average yeah. looking guy. <laughs> I was like, I'm literally a man dime. I can, <laughs> I can out, out, out angle these, yeah. these, these normies. Why am I not making... Yeah. Money. So uh, probably t- probably took me like two years to get like 30k just posting, and it was really just pictures and workout videos every day. I picked up a modeling. I picked up some modeling. Like uh, I signed with Wilhelmina Fitness for like uh, like uh, fitness modeling and shit like that. So it was good. You know. So for <clears throat> I guess like up and coming grapplers, how big do you think the name actually means? Or the the following rather. The following, I, dude. You got you got to have a following. Like if if you're not a I mean, if you, if you, it's almost like you're worth more, the more eyes that are on you, right? Like it's, it's really that simple. You can have no skill, but if you have a million followers, you come and do a jujitsu match, more people are going to watch you. So that's what, that's what's Brands really want to be on you. Yes. Obviously, obviously you, like being the best, like not everybody's goal is to be the fucking best in the weight class or best in the world, but like that's a different standard. But like at the very least, if you can produce uh, an audience, then you can become valuable mm-hmm. to promotions and anybody else that wants to. And that basically leads to money, yeah, with sponsorships, right? Brands that want to yeah. uh, put their patches or just like want to sponsor yeah. you in general. Just about eyes on you in general, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Just eyes on you in general. So like, even like my first like jits matches, I was getting like five hundred bucks because I had like you know thirty k. And in jits, you have thirty thousand. You're like top like ten percent, you know. So yeah, um, yeah it's just for sure. It's it's important, and you can do it just by consistency. Like for sure, I, I try to find my my niche in lifting in jits and. You know, modeling and stuff, but um, I think everybody ha- has to find their their angle in life. You know, yeah, like their their actual their their following. Like, what do they follow you for? Is it for like I feel like with Craig, obviously it's jujitsu, but he's also funny. Yeah, right. So like a lot he's of not his funny, funny, funny more, looking, he's more, funny like, looking he's more hurtful. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so for up and coming grapplers, right? You th- would you say that? Finding why people follow them and then posting that stuff uh, will help them build their following more or consistent, consistent. Yeah, consi- consistency first, and then uh, with that comes like learning, like like what are you good at, uh, what looks good on camera that you do, um, are you, or do you have a personality? Like it's important to try to put your personality out there, but um, you know, stake out a brand. Like you clearly made it, like you know. Biceps and jiu-jitsu, yeah. shirtless pics, all that American shit. Yeah, like, yeah. So you're like the, 
the trademark for that whole brand in jiu-jitsu. Like anyone else that does that now, it's kind of like yeah. you trailblaze that shit. So that's that's good. That's big. You guys ever uh, work a normal job, a nine to five? I've had like part-time jobs. Yeah, I've never like a after like you know career path to job, just like yeah. random summer jobs and shit. Yeah, yeah I, I had jobs. I've done like uh, public works in the summer where we just go around like cut grass. And uh, dude, I, honestly, I would like it'd be eight hour days, and I'd spend like four hours sleeping in the truck, and the other four riding a lawnmower, the mm. wheelies on it, and like, you know, like it was, it was hell yeah, pretty great, really, yeah. So do wheelies on a lawnmower <laughs> with like a blade spinning underneath yeah, it, yeah. That's good. jacked ass Mickey yeah. Rod, yeah, yeah. lawnmower. Yep. I would, awesome, I would man. be, I'd be bouncing. So after chest day, I'd be a bit sore, and the titties would be like jumping on the lawnmower. Titties are jiggling. So you, know. you know you're working it right. Yeah, yeah sure. the titties are jiggling. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, Home Depot yeah. too, and uh, I was a bouncer for a little bit. Ah, okay. Like, yeah. Classic. How about you? Yeah, I um, I worked a few part time jobs when I was in college. I was, like I did two years while doing jujitsu, I um I was a server and a caddy, and then I wasn't able to train on the weekends. Golf so course caddy. Yeah, exactly. They abused. make good money. They make, they make good tips. Money. Yeah, 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 yeah. decent yeah. money, man. Like, um, you go out there for four hours, you double bag, you make like a couple hundred bucks. Did anybody mean to you? As a caddy, no. Well, if you if you if you're a caddy and you lose their ball, it's a it's a huge deal. Like, isn't there more balls? Well, you got because you got to play where it lands. So it's like oh, your whole job as a caddy yeah. is to like watch the ball and see where it lands and take them. And there. you have to take them to it. Yeah. So they'll uh-huh. hit it. They won't even look. They'll go on their phone or something. And so you have, you have to. They like... follow you. So you have to like watch where it goes, or like you'll walk a hundred yards out or whatever, and then make sure that you're able to see where it goes and you you find it. But there's a couple of times where I've lost the ball and it's like a, they get mad at you. They get pissed. What's yeah. the worst they ever like cuss you out? Um, not cuss, but like you can. They're not nice to you. They might not even tip well after that. It's like oh, it's a big shit. deal. Like if yeah. you if you lose the ball, <clears throat> like they're not gonna you know ask not for you again. You or, okay. They're not gonna tip you well. Um, you know the caddy master might be hesitant to to put you with you know higher paying guys. Mm. It's like so you'll make less money and everything. Yeah. Exactly. But I was a caddy, and then I couldn't train on the weekend. So then uh, that's how I started managing at the time Gary's gym because um, mm. I needed to train on the weekends to go to Henzo's. So that that's what happened there. Mm-hmm. But um, I used to push carts at Home Depot, and I would make it a workout, right? Because it'd be like hundred degrees in the summer. Of course. I'm like, how many carts carts can I push? Yes. Like, all the way across the lot, and I'll just do a shoulder. Jesus, amazing. That yeah. remind that, that that actually uh, uh, reminds me. Um, everything with you is a, is a workout. Everything is training. <sighs> we so. we had a barbecue like a month ago. <clears throat> um, and uh, I'm like, oh yeah, sure, I'll come over to Nicky Rod's for a barbecue. The man brings out oh, yeah. a barbell. <laughs> He's like, all right, let's get a workout. And I'm like, man, uh, we're just, we just ate some steak and burgers. Like, we're really gonna work out. It's Is time that, to get jacked. Yeah. Are you like that Always. all the time? Uh, yeah, that's just it's fun for me, really. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't like I like getting the most out of my time. And like, if I'm just sitting around on my phone, I was like, I might as well just go lift or something. Mm-hmm. You know, put a podcast. Effort's on. fun. It feels yeah. good. Yeah, for sure. And there's times there's times of work when like working really hard is also really fun. Like in here, you know, obviously you're like going so you can't go anymore, but it's it's fun. I think that's fun, you know. What do you guys think? Is there a balance between um, overtraining and being lazy? Like sometimes, initially, you know, it's like you know if you weren't training three times a day minimum, then you're just being lazy. But then obviously that leads into injuries. So like, what where do you guys find like the good balance? I think uh, I think overtraining. The first part of over overtraining is 
bad recovery. I think if you're not getting uh, eight hours of sleep bare minimum, you're not eating the kind of the amount of protein calories that you need, and uh, I think those are the first two steps to 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 avoid overtraining. Yeah, like if you're if you're not taking your recovery seriously, then you can't you can't say I'm like I'm overtraining. You're just gonna ramp down your training, but you're missing out on like recovery. You have to treat like if you want to do this professionally, you have to try and be a professional athlete. Like there's not like you know big teams like we're not NBA NFL so you have to kind of like figure out figure it out for yourself so if you're not like spending as much time recovering as you are training then you're you're just doing it to yourself you're like overtraining. you're just not you're not recovering enough actively you don't just sit down and like yeah. sit on the couch and wait like okay I have like eight hours and then I'm gonna sleep and then train the next day like you gotta do shit to recover like whatever it is you know I, I think I think like the, you look at some of the What's that machine that like blasts like electricity to your muscles? The oh, tens, tens, yeah. tens unit, tens, right? So yeah. the idea of that is just to put uh, more blood in that certain area, right? You're, you're like sending pulsing, you know, blood there. Maybe I think, <laughs> I think right. <laughs> no? I think <laughs> so, okay. someone out there will hear this and be like, "No, maybe," but well, I don't know. If, if I'm, something if like I'm that. correct, then that's how I use uh, lifting as a, a bit of rehab to put m- more blood in those areas that that I, I need work on. So are you lifting lift like, to recover? Shit? Yeah, you heard it here. Yes, yes. Well, both. Sometimes I, I lift for purpose. Maybe I'm trying to build a, a back. Other times um, I have some, something I'm dealing with, so I'll put more blood in in that area. Maybe it's a shoulder, a knee, a foot. Um, what you do, I think, do things for rehab. But in general, I think it's good to engage the muscles that you aren't using it here at home or at the gym. It balances out your body too. Like yeah. if you're constantly like playing guard and wrestling one side forward, one foot forward, yeah. whatever, you're gonna look like a goblin. Gremlin, yeah, like know? a like those Lord of the Rings orcs <laughs> with like the shield melted into their skin. They're just like so you and, gotta. And like there's and there's workouts symmetry, that, that like as an athlete or just as a human in general boost your test. So like things like deadlifts, Olympic lifts when you're like power cleaning. Uh, and uh, and rowing and things like that, they'll engage your core and engage engage your nervous system. So you're boosting your test and you're burning more calories for a longer period of time. Yeah. What about people that say, um, so I guess for the up and coming grapplers, so say you're a white belt, you just started. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like maybe like six months in uh, to jujitsu, I was like, I realized that everybody else was that I was training with, you know, they're trying to do this professionally. Um, at the time, you know, the only person that was really successful was Gary. Like Gordon and Nikki weren't um, weren't names yet, but I noticed that they wanted to try to do it professionally. Where do you think, um, like, I guess I'm I'm gonna I'm asking like, what what would you say to the people that are like, you know, you're training but you're not working a, a real job. Mm. So are you being lazy versus well, just dedicating your entire I, life to it? My personal experience, I I when I decided to start jits and commit to it. I said, all right, I'm I'm only gonna do enough so I can have money to feed myself and get the training. I didn't have much bills because I lived at home at the time, my parents. So, gas to get the training, food, and I'm good. That's it. Just travel light. Yep. Keep your expenses as close to zero as possible, and just yeah. and set a schedule it. too. Yeah. I think that's very important. If you're trying to do it like like full time, be a professional athlete. I think you have to set a schedule and say year round, this is what I'm gonna do in order to make progress and continue yeah. to grow. Do you think, uh, what are the downsides would be like working a job? Like say, you know, you train. You got to put all your eggs in one. Like you got to go all out or you're not going to beat the guys that do go all out. Like if you're like, I might fail. 
okay, you're like planning for failure. That's arguably smart, but you're also like taking energy and effort out of, you're like planning to fail. So it's, it's pros and cons of that. Like you're going to maybe set yourself up to fail. Like if you're competing with someone who has been like, there is no room for failure. I'm all out in jiu-jitsu. If I don't make it in here, I'm going to be homeless. He's probably going to be working harder. He's probably going to be hungrier for it. He's going to need it more than you. So Even if you know. you're not trying to be the best grappler in the world, but you want to have a career in jits, like the, a, a quick blueprint would just be, all right, commit your time so you can you can uh, become a black belt within within a certain amount of time. Um, also, throughout the throughout that time, develop content. Right, if you're trying to fully just be jits, no matter what, you can become a black belt over over time if you're if you're competent. Uh, you can own your own school. You can, before that, you can produce content that people want to view and learn from, right? You, if you're producing content, you're, people see value in you, and so they're going to want to come back to your page. So throughout, if you're doing that for the five, six, eight years that, makes you t- that takes you to get a black belt, eventually you're going to produce a following that's, and some people that are committed to you, and then you can open your own gym. And, yeah, you know, you're going to do that passively also, just yeah. by trying to be, trying to be good and beating guys out there. If you're just, Filming it as you do it, you're gonna build a follow. Yeah. It's, it's passive almost. Like you just kind of people yeah. want to see you do it. And if you're a good person too, you're gonna meet people that are gonna, are gonna mm-hmm. benefit your life. You know, and it's gonna be a mutual thing. Yeah, you network along the way for sure. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, you you got your own gym going. You like you know. Yeah. You're yeah. not even close to the end of your career. You're already. You got a following. You got a gym. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good. No, that's definitely true. Um. Yeah. With my gym, it's actually uh, it's actually perfect because you know my business partner is able to to be the head instructor um, and I'll just manage the, the back end which only needs a laptop which is very like you know anywhere I travel I'm able to just you know handle whatever I have to handle yeah. on my laptop with, with you know the power of the internet yeah the power of the internet power of the internet let's um, talk ADCC man fuck ADCC I'm with that combat club yeah, so ADCC. for those who are watching that's fucking close that's it that's ADCC <laughs> that's it sorry man. <laughs> save it, save it, crank it, save it, save it for one month, pretty much yeah, one, one month, month from today, yeah, essentially. Yeah. We're probably going to release this like, in the future. So. Triggered something in Just woke up yeah, Nikki Rod, you see that shit? Dude, ADCC, this guy, this fucking guy. How many, out how of many nowhere, months? Man. How many months did we, for that first ADCC, last ADCC? How many months I don't even remember, bro. It was about 14 months last ADCC. I don't even remember 14 months. Seven <laughs> days. 14 days. Seven days. <laughs> seconds. But I don't even know, man. I don't keep track of it. I don't know at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude. this guy came into Henzo's out of nowhere. I just, because people come into Henzo's all the time. So, like, you see some guy, I don't know if you, you see this guy come in, he's like, oh, okay, another wrestler. He's going to, like, come and go or whatever. And then, like, you were there, like, every day. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. No one really just comes and goes and does it this much. So you started training with us more and more and more. And then uh, then you did really well at East Coast Trials. Mm-hmm. Really well at East Coast Trials. Like you like sumoed that Santa Claus yeah. looking guy. Oh, he was huge. And then um, <laughs> who uh, Tex? Well, no, I, I lost to um, another wrestler, uh, something, Hudson Taylor, right? Hudson uh, Taylor. NCAA wrestler. He's, he's like good. Runner. He's good. Yeah. He had, at one point, he had like the most uh, pins or tech falls in, in Division one history. Dude, yeah. Like, that's really like a substantial amount of time. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. under under the radar. Bro, and if you, you look know? at like like I, like wrestling-wise, I out-wrestled him, right? I took him down multiple times. 
Um, he's but, still still salty about it. Oh, see? I mean, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> if you look at it, yeah. if you look, you look at, at it, it, I, I did. I was better, and I was better looking, and my arms were bigger, and I should have won. <laughs> Dude, for anyway. sure, I was yoked during that during that event. I was like, I was like two fifteen, but I was shredded, bro. Like, yeah. wow, I look so good. How, did how did he, he win it? Did he win? The uh, no, he 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 got knee barred by Tex in the finals. Uh, how did how did he? He scored on you, or it yes. went to. So how did he, he scored score on me, right? I'm a dog. I just want to score all the time. So I shot like a hundred fucking times. Yeah. I take him down like five out of my five shots, and then on the sixth <laughs> shot, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how that. Matters. It all happened before points. It must have. <laughs> yeah. 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 So every time I take him down, he like turtles and, and gets out, or like scrambles and, and stands back up. Um, but then I take a bad shot. He pancakes me to the back, oh, collects no. his fucking points for Fuck. side control. And then I scramble up and I just take him down again. The turtle he gets away, and I'm, I'm just. But every you time you didn't, you still didn't figure out the takedown to jujitsu points. Mm-hmm. You, I did obviously yeah, wrestling. Did. You took him down a hundred times, but like that's the that's the biggest thing for all these like NCAA a million accolades wrestlers. Like if you can't just you basically have to pin the guy to score, which yeah. is like fucking really Dude, hard difficult. to that's score two points you got to pin the guy in them or get two boots or get in boots score, in yeah which is, it's hard imagine every it's hard wrestling first. match yeah but instead of uh just taking down and then like you cut them you have to fucking pin them to score it's, yeah it, it's insane so, or you so threaten hard. like now it looks like what you do in training is like you threaten the back but if they do start to like fight the back then you go you body lock and you down. actually yeah. get your takedown dude yeah. it's so hard to score under adcc rule sets people don't even realize how hard it actually is to score yeah. In that rule set, it is fucking on a, on a good grappler. Like man, you have to threaten taking their back and also stop them from standing up. Yeah, like it's so Dude. it's so hard. They basically they have to kind of quit to score. They yeah. have to like give up the movement, give up the scramble. Yeah, um, you've done how many trials now? One. One trials. One was that West was West. The Coast biggest. Trials. The only trials you've done is the biggest. How come you didn't do uh, the pre the previous year? So I was. I was injured for all the previous ones. So twenty really? yeah, twenty sixteen. I, I started, what was the first one you intended to do? East Coast trials. What year? Uh 2017? No, twenty twenty one. Why weren't you gonna do them back well, then? It was twenty sixteen. I was uh I was twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, yeah. Wow. There was that was uh, before I was even at Henzo's. Yeah, well what, Actually, what, what which one did you win when you beat Keith in the finals? Twenty. That was East Coast somewhere. I was there. That was East Coast. That yeah. was what? what that was, was the that? second. So that was twenty eighteen for okay. twenty nineteen. Okay, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually, the sorry. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I started training yeah. in twenty sixteen. So mm-hmm. then twenty eighteen was my first trials. Um, twenty eighteen. Yeah. So that's the one you were at. That's you, the one you, you won. The first. That was the first trials that I would have been able to do. Yes. Was oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And then that's the that's the second one I won. Yeah, the first one was with. Uh, me and Nikki in uh, twenty West Coast. That was West yeah, Coast. Yeah, West Coast. Twenty seven, twenty seventeen, something like that. Twenty eighteen, something, something yeah. like that. No, tw- twenty seventeen. It was okay. for twenty seventeen ADCC. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then um, I was injured for that one, and then so I was gonna do twenty twenty one East Coast trials because yeah. you know they because of coronavirus it pushed everything back yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then leading up, I think on that Tuesday, I was supposed to leave Thursday. That was the East Coast trials that Colabate uh, won. That one exactly. Okay, I was, yeah, I was yeah. registered to do that That's one. That's also a big one, but yeah. Yeah, um, he, that was that at that time. That was the biggest yeah, trials to, to do up until yeah. then. Um, and then I ended up getting hurt that Tuesday what? during a wrestling round. Oh, yeah. um, I ended up like hurting, like my back spazzed up or whatever because I was doing so much wrestling. He's and, a um, spaz, man. Yeah, yeah. So hurt, hurt my back. Um, 
and uh, doing spazzy I, shit out of some move you, know, <laughs> you hurt yourself man yeah dude. so then uh i had to pull out of that so then there was west coast coming up and then you got into some instagram beef with some guy right who said like, yeah oh, he said that pull i pulled out, out. he was like you were afraid to pull out and i was like First of all, why would it be? It was actually me in a fake account. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> I was like trying to tell him. I was like, why would I be afraid? This is like every grappler's dream. But um, yeah, so then they're demons. So he was like, uh, he was like, you were afraid to do it. I was like, no, I, I've already fought big, like the bigger names that have been in, like the the guys that were favorites to win. I fought all them already. It's like, why so would I be a afraid? salty subject? He's getting defensive. We're just yeah, asking yeah. questions, man. It's okay. <laughs> so then West Coast trials came around, competed there. Um, and then ended up losing in the semifinals to, to Keith, who won the whole thing, which is like, you know, it is what it is. Okay, so we're just talking about sponsors for the next ADCC. There's like Prime, Logan Paul's brand just yep. uh, picked it up. Joe Rogan podcast as well. Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, I don't even stuff. know. There's, yeah, well, I think they're, they're spo- oh, they're actually sponsoring the I event. No oh, no, it's, it's like Meta versus Dog or something like that. I don't know. There's gonna be a yeah. lot of heavy hitters there. The, uh, the whole, Zuckerberg the whole might be there, yeah. right? It's a it's a bit of a gamble, a gamble, you know. For sure, it's scary, man. You see, like your whole portfolio just go to minus ninety yep. percent. It happens quick too. Oh yeah, super All right. fucking quick. Royal Group, Terrawolf, Flow Sports, One, Future Kimonos, Kings, Browse. I don't know this yeah, dog. This dog, that's it's crypto, cool. something, a dog in crypto. Fanatics, Joe Rogan, oh my God, man. Wow. There's going to be 13,000 people there, over 13,000 people. Yeah, that's crazy. Damn. That's insane. Vegas is going to be packed, too. Yeah, Dude, we have insane. a mansion in Vegas. That's yeah, we're going to be staying in a, in a mansion. Uh, 17 beds. Yeah. Holy guacamole. It's my four bedrooms and 17 beds. Yeah. We're all this. Yeah. I'm you fucked. <laughs> you got a basketball court back there. I know. Oh, yeah. my basketball it's supposed court. to be nice. Craig said he was there. I trust his judgment. Craig's been to that same place before? I, I think he said it's where like uh, Izzy and Volkanovski stayed. Sheesh. When they were in Vegas. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They can't be that bad. You know? Definitely going to sure be good. good. If Craig's willing to stay with us. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It has to be nice. sure. we, went, we went to a seminar like in Ohio and Craig like stayed in like this shitty hotel as opposed to the the guy's place. He had like a nice furnished uh, yeah. basement, rooms, mattresses. I, I was it was perfect. He's a lone soldier. He doesn't like yeah, he likes his privacy. He's definitely a loner, man. Yeah. Who's who's cutting weight? Me, Nikki. That's it. And you. Well, me. Yeah, yeah, it's top reserve. But um what day are you going to say all right, I'm done cutting weight and Will you be relieved? Like Friday when it's, if it's like. Well, if he makes it, he got weigh in every day. Yeah. No, no. If you, so the day, okay, ADCC comes in and let's say there's no injuries or pullouts or whatever. What day do you call it? Is it Friday or is it like. No, well, I have to weigh in the Friday before. Oh, you're going to weigh in regardless. I have, regardless, I okay. have to weigh in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're 100% going to make that. Like, I it's have not to, like, yeah. okay. Yeah, because okay. yeah, it's like they can, they can, everybody can weigh in properly Friday the day before, but Saturday morning, if they miss weight, then you're I'm in. in. Exactly. Okay. So I 100% have to make weight. Just um, like salt someone. Slip somebody some carbs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, you. I'll no, throw some like no, come powdered on. Powdered Pedialyte or something yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, it's sugar free. Don't worry. <laughs> Just uh, absorb so much water. Yeah. Man, yeah, the weight cut is definitely annoying. There's some of these guys. The, the hydration. You ever dehydrate yourself? 
Yeah, I mean that's usually what I do for for weight cuts. Uh, you know, I get it's, I get within like five pounds. I don't do much, but like get within five pounds and then dehydrate. So what do you like for this one? Like you you can't really because you're gonna have to dehydrate yourself and then okay. compete. Yeah. You know, so it's like if it's day before, oh my god, that oh, that's would be fine. so. I mean, not like easy, but it would be so much more doable to. It'd be pretty to easy. perform. Big. Yeah, huh? Those boys will be big. Dude, yeah, like, yeah. Some you of those, back on like some of the 10. guys that are in the in the tournament at sixty six, I'm so curious how they're making weight. Like, like me, like you, you're huge. No, but like, uh, I mean, Fabricio Andre <sighs> looks huge. Isn't he short? I don't know how short he is, but I've never seen him in person. Huge. That's the guy that just know. had a match, right? Yeah, yeah with yeah. Fabian. Yeah, that huge hip hip toss. Yeah, big big hip toss. That was nice. That was that was a pretty good hip toss. I would have gotten his back. Yeah, for sure. We're totally. <laughs> but yeah, he looked big. Actually, Gary's no, big. Wizard, yeah, yeah. Gary, Gary's Gary's looks like, be he's, like his biggest he's cut. cutting a lot. Uh, who's cutting the most in sixty six? For sure, Gary. For, for sure, Gary. For sure. I mean, he yeah. walks around like over one seventy. Yeah, it's like yeah. nobody's that. He cut to one seventy a little bit, right? Nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy, but yeah, he'd have to cut. I yeah. think like last eighty cc, he still had to like sweat off some pounds yeah. or whatever, and that was at one seventy. So he's like, he has to do a huge Damn. diet for sure. That's that has to be rough on him. I wonder what Colabate weighs, because he he's looks huge too. I don't know. He looks yeah. huge on Instagram at least. Pretty dense. Dude. Everyone looks huge on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. Especially me. Especially Even, me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm huge. How do you make it, man? I don't even know. Yeah. But, yeah, the weight cut's definitely going to be big. What do you do uh, yeah. as soon as you weigh in? So, say, first day, or second day, rather. IV. You're going to IV? Yeah. I mean, wait, that wait, is the best way. Yeah. That's scary. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's the best. That is the best way. If way. you're dehydrated and you get an IV, you feel it instantaneously. Really, yeah. Yes. If you're if you're, Can you just hydrated? never drink water and always go IV for the rest of your life? Probably. Yeah. I would assume that's just okay. Never, yeah, <laughs> right. You're just, it's pure hydration. Every time, every time you get caught mouth, you just say, "I just toss it in there." I do it because Probably. I like the pain. Is it yeah. this? This you put it here? Yeah. Mm. Uh, you gotten it done before? Yeah. Like, but like never IV when I was dehydrated. dehydration. I'm no, sorry. never, never when I was like after a cut. But um, apparently, so MMA fighters who have done it say, like, if you're already hydrated. You don't feel much, which I've I've done IVs before, but I'm like I'm not cutting, so I, yeah. it doesn't feel you know that great. Um, definitely, like you feel a little, I guess a little better. You're, you're pissing clear for a little bit, but uh, they've told me like when you're dehydrated after like a bath or a sauna or something, you weigh in and then you get the IV, you feel like your life force coming wow. back and everything. So yeah. I mean, for sure, that is the most efficient way to dehydrate because yeah, it doesn't have to go through your digestive system. It's just or whatever. straight into your bloodstream, straight yeah. into your muscles and wow. cells and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the smartest thing to do. Yeah, I am very smart, so it should be <laughs> whatever I do is Among really. The I'm one of the smarterest. The smartest. What's your IQ? A million. A million. Yeah, I got it tested. It's like. A hundred million, actually. Oh, mine's about yeah. a hundred million and one. Oh, mine is about a hundred and million and one plus whatever you say. <laughs> times infinity. All right. Anyway, yeah, man. But you don't. You don't have to cut. You're in the biggest weight class, right, Nicky Rod? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't do any of that. Have you ever cut weight for jujitsu? Not. Uh, for yeah, I did two oh five. Um, that's a pretty. That's a yeah, pretty how was that? Cut, yeah. I, well, I was probably two twenty five. Uh, wow. the 205, yeah. When? When? Mm, before, it must have been like my sixth week of, of training. I did a Man of War tournament. 
Mm. Um, oh no, this was after the tournament. So it was a super fight. They gave me five hundred bucks to to pull up. And, uh, it was back like, in the day, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was a white belt myself, white belt wrestler versus a blue belt, and I, and I come over him and got a good old paparuski on there. Oof. Nice. He, he we was, know about he those. He wasn't uh, writing any letters anytime soon. You know, oh like, shit! Yeah. How do you guys feel yeah. before competition? Uh, like a lot of people ask about pre-competition nerves or mm. competition rituals. What, what do you guys feel with your anxiety leading up to? Uh, a match or like how has it gotten better or how do you deal with it better I think it, like I have like phases like definitely at the beginning of my jiu-jitsu life I just didn't really understand it so I had almost no nerves for whatever reason I remember being like I, I don't really care like I can lose win do well bad it doesn't really matter and I think uh, the more pressure you put on yourself it's most of it's just artificial like yeah matches tend to matter more like the more eyes there are on you but like at the same time it's you're not gonna die it's not the end of the world but it does affect your life more right like a win <coughs> and a loss now is gonna do a lot more for you than it would back in the day so yeah i feel like as you know as like my brand gets bigger it matters like, more it matters if you more lose because it's like it matters more if you win yeah it's yeah. like oh you know this guy just beat this person or whatever what do you, what do you feel yeah uh, yeah, I think you can only go up if you're training hard, training frequently. Like uh, you can only get better. Jiu-jitsu is a weird sport where, like, if you lose, people just kind of forget about it. Mm. But if you win, it's like, oh my god, I can't believe you just won. You know, as in fighting, like, like when you lose, I feel like it sticks with you a lot more. You have a record. Crap out you of have you. A, yeah, you also yeah. You get fucked up, and yeah. you have it's on your record. Like jujitsu is. Uh, no, we don't know our records. Yeah. Yeah, no one really cares about your record. It's just like you. It's about like the the quality. They care about more. like your, what's your best win. Like yeah, that, yeah, that's what they care about. What have about you more. done? What yeah. what stuff have you won? Who have you yeah. beat? You know, it's all it's all about your last match. Honestly, that's yeah. what I think people care the most about. Or your last match, your last like big match, maybe. So yeah. I guess I if know. somebody was coming up. What would you? What would be advice that you guys would give them? Be like, hey, I'm getting nervous before competition. What would you guys say to them? Mm, I would say it doesn't matter. Like nothing really matters. Like yeah, I would second go, that exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That. It just it doesn't matter. That's like, actually what I said. Yeah. Just go out there and like, like see you what happens. Fuck shit yeah. up, but it doesn't fucking matter. Nothing yeah. matters. Yeah. You're probably gonna if you can firmly believe, genuinely believe, it doesn't matter. You will yeah. probably compete at You'll your best. You'll perform better. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. I look yeah. at competitions. I'm like, like, who is this person competing? You know. Dude. What I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the ones, the ones where I cared the least about were usually the ones where I performed the best, at, at least to the best of my ability. Like win or lose, I just like you, you have less anxiety, so it's like more enjoyable. Mm. And I put myself in competition mode a lot in practice. Mm. So, like, you know, I'm able to kind of engage and treat some rounds like competition. So, I used to get nervous before training sometimes. Oh, I remember yeah, that. For yeah. Sure. Like, like, most days. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember sure. we, we actually had this conversation a while ago. Like, not in a bad way. I would just be like, I know how hard I'm about to work. Mm. And, like, am I hydrated? Am I, yeah. did I eat enough? Did I eat too much? Oh, like, did I sleep well? And like, had all these things. Yeah. I'm it's like, like, you build anxiety because yeah. you know how hard you're about to Yeah, go. you know Absolutely. how, you know you're about to redline and like, ex like, to the death exhaust yeah. yourself. So you're like, fuck, all right, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Actually, I would, I would feel the same way, but uh, you know? before MMA training, 
with uh, John yeah, and Gary. Yeah, MMA is, is more for sure. Yeah, especially sure, in the beginning sure. when I didn't like... Because if you're know, off in a jiu-jitsu practice, all right, you get uh, subbed, you get your card passed, whatever, it sucks. But if you're off in an MMA practice, you're getting you're gonna your get hit face, in the face yeah. cracked up. Yeah, so. Fuck. I do. I've been cracked hard in striking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's happened. God, it hasn't happened terrible. a lot, but... Definitely um, a big factor in why I stopped doing MMA. Oh, my God, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, definitely, like, you got to trust your training partners with MMA, but um, I've been cracked a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Not have you like, done crack? Huh? Have, have I done, done Have I done crack? Yeah. Crack, like, uh, Only you know. Only before the MMA session. A couple times, a yeah. couple times. Smoke a little crack, never hurt nobody, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'd argue that. It's <laughs> 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 <Too> a lot. <laughs> Bro, this just reminded me. You know BJ Penn? Smoked crack. I don't know if this is true, but apparently, <laughs> apparently he smoked crack uh, to cut weight, man. I swear wow. to God, I heard this. Does that work? <laughs> I don't know. I'm asking for. I'm a asking you because you look like you smoke crack, Ethan. Hey, uh, it doesn't hurt. You keep it you together, well. Yeah, yeah. Look, fucking doing great. No, look great. Look great. But yeah, is it crack that makes you pick pick your skin? I think that's meth. meth. They probably all do a little. What's What's the difference between crack and meth? Oh. A lot of differences. <laughs> well, crack's cocaine. Crack cocaine right? and, and meth, meth is, is like the amphetamine, amphetamine speed. Oh, I think, oh right? yeah, I really don't know. I'm sure it will help you lose weight. Like, that's I mean, all crackheads are skinny. They're all. That is, that that there's is. no jacked crackhead. Yeah, They're how, all like yeah. shredded and like uh, ema- emaciated. I grew up like working in in, in Philly with, with my dad, <laughs> yeah, managing them, <laughs> doing their books. <laughs> I grew up uh, working in, in houses with my dad. He does he like flips homes and stuff, and pretty much all the help we got, they're like crackheads, right? Nice. So like, you pay them in like fucking you pay them in water crack. and sugar. Water and sugar. They're like hummingbirds. Yeah. <laughs> if just they don't eat every going, like ten you know? minutes, dude, you know, like a laffy taffy and they're fucking yeah, swollen. Yeah. I don't know what it's like in Canada, but I know you know this. Like the carnivals in like oh, at least Jersey yeah. or the U.S., they're run by crackheads or meth. Like yes. that guy does meth. Yeah, carnies, man. Do they? Yeah, that's in Canada too. Oh yeah, I think it's How like, that's a carnival them? thing. How do we trust? No, they're the trust only them. people that are gonna do that stuff, dude. I would. I would. Coherent love people those are not gonna rides. work in a in a. Goofy yeah. fucking. Yeah, you let your kid on go on the graviton. Graviton. Yeah. This guy's like, <laughs> yeah. doesn't even know how to work a fucking This guy's missing teeth. He's like with a screwdriver. He's like, all right, everyone's strapped in, good to go. <laughs> like, how is that legal? That just that just sounds yeah, horrible. Oh, the animals are loopholes. bad too. They beat the shit out of the animals. And Damn. Oh, yeah, yeah, the animals. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Can't support it. I, did, I like. Bad. I do like the Wrigling Brothers though. They. I mean, animals are kind of fucked, but they get up and like they do the ball with their motorcycles. That shit's. That's oh, yeah, those, yeah, those yeah. are crazy. Yeah, those are insane. insane. Some of them are athletes too, like the Cirque du Soleil. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're climbing each other. And yeah, stuff. those are real athletes. I wonder if they're making decent money. Probably hundred hundred racks. You think to, to, yeah. to do that? All right. I, mean, I don't think millions. Yeah. I have no idea. I yeah, wonder I couldn't if even they guess a number. Paid. Yeah, I, don't I know. couldn't even guess a number. Well, I guess that I was correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we you don't need to guess anymore. Okay. We won't look it up. We won't fact check that. All right, guys, this was uh, first episode of the Simple Man podcast with the Simple Men. I'm Damien Anderson, a.k.a. Damien. I'm Nicky Rod. And I'm Ethan Constant. That's it. This was the Simple Man podcast. If you guys weren't doing Jets, what would you be doing? Mm, crack. I'd have. Yeah, I'd be doing crack. <laughs>